but figure out what feels good to you. It's all based on your gut feeling. Like you have to make sure it feels good to you. If giving a discount doesn't feel good to you, then don't give a discount. Welcome to the Creative on the Grind podcast, the podcast where we dive into all things business, life, and personal development to help you elevate to the next level. I'm your host, Deandra Jalisa, creative business expert and entrepreneur, and I'm here to share with you my knowledge, experiences, and expertise to help you navigate the complexities of life and business. Whether you're an entrepreneur looking to grow your business or an individual looking to enhance your personal development, this podcast is for you. So without further ado, I'm here to serve you and provide you with the insights and tools you need to succeed. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to the Creative on the Grind podcast. It's your girl, Deandra, and I'm back with another episode. So in today's episode, we're going to be touching on a topic that sets the foundation of our businesses, which is pricing. From the risk of underpricing your services and the pitfalls of discounting too often, we're going to be covering it all. Also, we're going to go into a few personal stories that I've encountered when it comes to pricing my services within my business. So if this sounds interesting to you, stay tuned and let's dive in. So when it comes to pricing your services, I feel like this is a huge topic that I get asked about because it is scary. You're actually providing a service and then you're receiving money. And if it's your first time receiving money from someone, it's kind of intimidating because you don't know if you charge too much, too little, you have to find that happy medium within your pricing structure. So I get why this question is very much so scary because also you don't want to price yourself out or undercut yourself. I feel like pricing is a gray area that people don't really talk too much about because pricing can be a touchy topic. I'm gonna to be going over five common pricing mistakes that you may be making within your business. The first common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make is underpricing their services. Especially when starting out, you see your competitors and you're like, maybe I can undercut them and get some more people in the door. You try to do all these little tactics, but it actually ends up hurting you in the long run. And I would say it's okay to charge a little less than your competitors, but make sure that you're making the right amount of income to keep your business thriving. Undercutting your prices is not the solution. Personally, I remember when I was trying to figure out my pricing as this service really wasn't a trending service at the time. So I had to do my research based off of classic balloon artists and I seen how much they were charging for their services. Plus I had to allocate and figure out my, my cost for my expenses and things like that. So when I first started out, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna kind of take a risk here and start high. And I did that because I knew that the service I was providing was luxury, but also the product that I had to purchase was expensive. I had to purchase a lot of supplies for one installation. So if I didn't factor that all in, I wouldn't have made any type of profit. So that was just me stepping out on faith and just seeing if it worked. Because the thing with pricing, it is flexible. If you start high, you can bring it back down. It's flexible. And it just all depends on how your pricing strategy is working at the time. And so within doing so, I actually benefited from it because people were paying my pricing and it put me in a 
higher market to make the actual income that I wanted to make. There are a few simple steps that you can do to price your services right. The first is know your cost. Add up all of your business and make sure that you earn more than you spend. So you can do it based off of like a percentage. Like I used to say 20 to 30% is going to go towards supplies, gas. You know, you can figure out how much you want to spend and then how much profit you want to receive per project if you're working in a project market. If you have a product-based business, then you have to also see the profit margins and see how much you're spending to create the product and then what will be your profit after all of the expenses. So you have to know your costs in order for you to feel comfortable in your pricing. Look at others. This is another thing. Look at your competitors, scope their websites, do your market research and see what others are charging and make sure that they're in the same caliber as your business. If you have a business that is a service-based business, look at the local competitors in your area to see what they're charging because then that will give you a better idea of how high you should go, how low you should go so that you can have competitive pricing with them. If you're on an online space, then I would highly recommend that you do your research and see if your products line up with other business products, meaning like as far as aesthetic, style, design, is it similar? If it is very much so similar in the same caliber of that business, then you can possibly charge the same or a dollar more, $2 less, whatever makes you feel comfortable, but make sure it's competitive pricing. Besides that, think about what makes you special and what makes you stand out. Because just because someone is charging this price, it doesn't mean that you have to charge that. If you wanna charge way more than them because you provide a special add-on or something that makes the experience different, then do so. Just make sure that it makes sense to what you are doing. And within that too, just try and tweak as you go. Listen to your customers and see what they're saying, see what they're asking. You know, once they work with you, for example, and they leave a review, they'll say like, oh, her pricing was reasonable or her pricing was high, but it was worth it. Then you can kind of see like, okay, people are willing to pay this X amount of dollars for this service or this product. You can adjust as you grow and do whatever feels comfortable for you. The second mistake is discounting too often. I get it. We get clients who call us in and they're like, hey, I want to work with you, um, but do you think you can give me a discount? And to me, I find it kind of disrespectful. <laughs> it's when you ask me for a discount and I don't even know you. Um, and it's, it's a tricky situation to be in because it's like, you want this client, but you want them to pay full price, you know? But at the end of the day, they're trying to haggle and get a discount from you. I'm not saying discounts are completely wrong. You should completely ban them because I have areas in my business where I do give discounts. For example, if I'm working with like a charity or a nonprofit, a school, there's times where I bend a little bit and give a discount there, but just have guidelines on who you want to give discounts to and why you want to give the discount. Just because someone asks doesn't mean that it's a yes. So don't feel like you have to say yes. Most of the time when I say no, they'll still book me. So don't be scared to say no to the discount. And there are some downsides to offering discounts. With that, people probably always think it's going to be cheap or that they can always haggle you. One statement that I hear a lot from people who are trying to get discounts They'll say, oh, I love your work, but do you think you made a discount? 
because I know X, Y amount of people and for my niche, people have parties. So they're like, I have so many people coming to my party. I'm going to tell everyone about you. You're going to get so many clients from me and this, this, and the third. And it's like, okay, great. Why can't you just tell everyone about me and pay my price? Because at the end of the day, how can I guarantee that the people you tell are going to come to me to get my services? You can't guarantee me that. And nine times out of 10, the one I did do that, I didn't get anything from that specific client. I would get more referrals for people who actually paid me and then just told people about my business. So weigh out the pros and cons before you say yes to discounting. Like no one goes into Louis Vuitton and says, hey, can I get a 20% discount off this bag because I really want it? They're going to look at you crazy. So you can do the same. You are a functional operating business owner and you can do the same thing. And I know it's not all about the money, but thing is you're a small business owner and there's so many things that go into creating whatever it is that we create, the tools, the expenses, the gas, the the time, we can't get, get any of that back. So we have to make sure that if we do do discounts, make sure you know why you're giving the discount and make sure that the discount feels good to you. Don't do it just because someone says they need a discount. That's just non-negotiable for me. And I had to set that boundary a long time ago. There's some smart ways that you can offer value without cutting your pricing. So for example, you can offer a rewards program or a referral program and give like a 10% discount if they come back to you, you know, give a point system. My friend Lizette from Lizzie Lash, she actually has a great program where she gives you a card and she stamps it every time that you get your lashes done. And if you get, I believe it's like, I want to say after 10, you get a discount on your service or something like that. But those type of things give people incentives to want to come back to you and, you know, use your, your services or buy your products because they're gaining points or they get some type of discount for helping you out. But at the end of the day, it's a fair exchange, but figure out what feels good to you. It's all based on your gut feeling. Like you have to make sure it feels good to you. If giving a discount doesn't feel good to you, then don't give a discount. Another way is you can combine things. Like if you buy this or if you get this service, you'll get this one for 10% off. Or if you purchase X, you'll get this for free. When you do those types of things, that's also a great way to give value, but without cutting your pricings in half and giving like crazy discounts. The third mistake is not having a minimum in your business. And I feel that having a minimum, especially for service-based businesses is very important because it ensures profitability for your business. Based off your pricing, you can see how many services you need to provide in order to meet your quota for the month. You can then see how many people you need to get in the door. It really helps you with understanding your profits and how you should be marketing your business and everything else. I have a minimum too, just so that I can work with the caliber of clients that I want to work with. And it also just helps me streamline my processes, my business. When I didn't have a minimum, I felt like I was just attracting all types of business that I didn't even want. And then I had people who were harassing me and wanting me to cut my prices and why am I charging so much and ask me all the questions in the book. 
But when I start putting up a minimum and had boundaries, and I feel like minimums are boundaries. When I set that boundary for myself, I started getting more respect. I started attracting clients who actually valued me. I started attracting clients who wanted to pay my pricing, who didn't ask questions and didn't devalue my worth just because I said a certain price and it didn't meet their expectations. It just improves the quality of the clients that you attract into your business. When you are for like everyone, it's so overwhelming and it's not consistent because some people will want to pay this lower price and then some will pay this, want to pay this higher price. And you never know how much you're really going to make at the end of the month because you're accepting everything. But when you have a minimum, it ensures that, okay, I got my 10 people. That means I'm going to make $10,000 this month or whatever your revenue goals are. When you do that, it gives you a peace of mind. And that's why I always say have a minimum. Figure it out. It doesn't have to be set in stone. It's something that you can work on and see what your client base feels comfortable with spending. Once you know that, then you can set the bar like this is the price and anything above this, I'll accept. Anything below this, I do not accept. And you have to set that hard boundary. Sometimes you're going to feel that you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because it's like this person, their budget is $200 less than what my minimum is, but I mean, I need the money. What I've learned personally is when I did drop my minimum just a little bit for someone, um, I've had instances where it was the worst experience I've ever like dealt with. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to turn away money. So let me just do it. And when you work from that space of like scarcity of I need this, let me just work and let me just do it anyway. It comes with so much stress. I don't even know why this happens, but nine times out of 10, it's always a, why did I do this to myself? So I just stopped. I stopped doing it. And if you can't be within my price minimum, we just can't work together and that's okay. So just know that it's okay. And just because you turn down something, there's more work coming your way, I promise you. And they'll value you. The fourth mistake is failing to communicate value. This can be difficult, especially when you're first starting because you're still trying to figure out your value, what your products and services are worth and all of those things. Um, but you do have to learn, and I would say you can even practice this, before you get on a sales call, know your worth and know your value. Once you have those things embedded in you, you show up with more confidence on the phone calls because you want to build a great reputation with your clients. So you want to come off as you, you're the expert. They're calling you because you're the person who they're going to go to for X service, right? So you need to come on there confident. And then when you state your pricing and you tell them how much this is, that is whatever the case may be, then if they're like, oh, well, why is that the price? Like I've just called someone else and they're like $200 cheaper. Well, for me, I, I would say I've been in business for eight years. I am professional. I know how to come in and out. I could do your installation in 45 minutes, X, Y, and Z. These are all the things so that I can charge these prices. So I really educate my client on the value. I also say that I use top quality products. Our installs will last X amount of hours. Indoors, they'll last for six months. Like I really educate them on what I provide and the service that they're getting because it's bigger than 
the actual service is actually the experience that they're paying for. So I educate them on this experience. And I also educate them on the benefits of working with me. Once you learn how to articulate the value, that's how you will land a lot more clients because then they're more willing to be like, you are more expensive, but you seem like you're the best fit for me. And I know working with you, I'm going to get what I dreamed of and it's going to turn out beautifully. Taking that time to educate them is what's going to really help you. And also sharing testimonials and stories. Those things help as well. I had a client who's on the phone and she's, oh, you know, I've been really um, struggling to find this type of inspiration for my kid's party. I'm like, you know what? I actually had a party I did last year. It was a similar theme. I'm going to send you pictures. It was great. Like the little boy, he did X, Y, and Z. Like I tell the story and they're like, oh my God, I really want that. This is the exact same thing I'm looking for. And it kind of helped us build a connection there. Also with testimonials, your clients raving about you also entices people to be like, okay, this person is a great fit, especially when they share stories of like what the process was like. It educates them as well to see like, I love this process. I love what these people are saying about this company. Let me go work with them. Also, I feel like when I have testimonials, they help me land the sales because people always say, I saw all the reviews. You have like five-star reviews and I'm willing to just pay because I know that it's going to be right. And having that makes your life so much easier. And that comes with time. With your, within your first year or two, it's going to be kind of tricky, you know, molding that and getting all of those reviews and all that, building your portfolio. As time progresses and the more your reviews you get and the more testimonials you get, then the more trust you build and then the less talking you have to do. Because now I, I don't have to educate my clients so much because all the education is on my website. All the education is through testimonials and different things like that. So people, when they come to me, they already understand like what I provide, my value, who I've worked with, and all of those things where it's like, I don't have to talk as much. So it does get easier as you grow because you start building a reputation and then your services and or products start selling. And the fifth mistake is not having a pricing strategy. And there's so much risk when it comes to improvised pricing. Um, if you want it as price on the go, it does not give you a good look, especially if someone's calling around comparing pricing and you never know if they have friends calling around, I, which I've actually heard of, and you tell this person one price and you tell the other person another price for the same thing, you don't seem like you're reliable. You seem like you're just throwing things out there to see what sticks and see if people are gonna buy from you. It confuses the clients. Like you, you wanna make sure that it's seamless all around the board. One thing with me is I get a lot of people who ask me, cause I work with like celebrities and big brands and they ask me, do you charge more for working with like Fashion Nova or something like that? I'm like, I don't charge them more. They just, they buy more and their budgets are bigger. So it's a little different, but I don't charge them like crazy amounts more just because it's Fashion Nova. I don't improvise on that. And I have a strategy for how I price and I have a price list of my services and add-ons and all of those things. And I have them memorized now because I know how much I charge for everything. So it's like you you start to understand your pricing and it comes becomes more consistent as you grow. 
Be prepared to adjust your pricing if cost or customer demand changes. For example, during COVID, a lot of things changed as far as everything. I mean, everything changed. Everything was getting more and more expensive. So I had to adjust my pricing on certain things because balloons that I was purchasing got a little bit more expensive. So I had to up my pricing a little bit. So you have to be willing to adjust. When prices go up from your manufacturers or your vendors, you're going to have to go up. And I know it might be uncomfortable. If a client asks you, you can say, yeah, some things went up. So my prices have changed a little bit and just educate them on that. If things get too expensive, you can take them off your price list. You can take them off your menu, provide that service or product anymore. Because if it's not bringing any profit and revenue into your business, it's taking more than it's given, then take it out. Have confidence in what you're offering and what you're providing. Be okay with trying things out and seeing if it works. And so with that being said, remember that your pricing and value communication are not just numbers and words, but the foundation to your business growth. Avoiding these five mistakes can transform your entrepreneurial journey, leading to greater satisfaction for you and your clients. So thanks for tuning in today. I hope that this episode helps you out. And if you enjoyed it, make sure that you hit that follow button. And if you have time to leave me a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Deandra Jalisa or at the Creative on the Grind pod. And I look forward to sharing some more jewels with you next week. Until then, stay creative and stay on the grind. And until next time, I'll talk to you later. Bye.